Bonjour, Emmys. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, you just never know what I'm going to come at you with. I shocked you, I think. I, I know. I'm trying to think. I don't know any other friends. I don't uh, know. S'il vous plaît? What does that mean? Please? Oh, yes, you do know French. Well, also that, but she, c'est la vie. C'est bon. C'est bon. Countess Luanne, anyone? If you know, you know. She is a French goddess. Is she even French? She was a French countess, but she is not French herself. Just, just by marriage. Just by marriage, but she'll never let us forget it. She sure won't. Check out Real House Eyes New York if you don't know what we're talking about. We will do a recap one day. One but day. We need to emotionally prepare for that's a whole another story. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we are coming at you live from Tessa's closet. This is a first. This is a first. But not probably the last. last. <laughs> no, I think that we'll be here a lot. But we're just, you know, checking out new places to record. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, let us know if you think it sounds better than than usual. It feels like we're little kids, like in a little hut, and I like it. It does. My boyfriend came in, and we were like, "We're in a fort." He's like, <laughs> yeah, All right. fort. Just like, that's what I mean. Drinking, <laughs> yeah. smoking. He's like, "Yeah, guys, it's noon." But what do you want to say? Speaking of, here we go. Oh. ASMR. Mm-hmm. Give it a second. Oh, that was loud. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> Sorry, Tess. Oh God! Oh God! Here, oh, just, we should have known better. We should have known better. It's everywhere. Um, it is everywhere. Here, just use oh, one of my laptop. Here. We're panicking. We're, We're panicking. <laughs> this is why you listen to us, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God! Okay, well we are getting cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> Champagne showers, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um, and we are. Well, this is actually, if I'm going to be actually correct, this is prosecco because champagne is only from the champagne grapes of France. And and if you didn't know that, no judgment, because I didn't know that until. Oh God, oh God. Was it Housewives that taught me that? Probably. Everything I know is really from Housewives. Housewives and Ram. Test ah. your glass. Eh? Promoting your glass. Self promotion always. Sorry for the chaos, everyone. Yeah. Well, that's what you're here for. So uh, um, we're drinking. Yeah, Luann, we're drinking. Yeah, again. we're drinking. We are drinking um, the bubbly. And Tess brought in a pink champagne pin. We love it. And we're doing it all because today I'm finally covering the notorious, the one, the only, the chic, Marie Antoinette. Ah. Uh. Cheers to her. Mm-hmm. Cheers to you. And I feel like this is such a Claire subject. I was telling Alice yesterday that we were doing this, and she was like, it's so typical. She's like, I feel like <laughs> Claire does like the historic women, and mm, like mm. you do like a bit more of the modern, and mm. it kind of like complements each other. But you are like, you are this time period to me, but like a rich version. Oh of my it. God. Well, I would hope because I would not want to be a peasant back then. I'll tell you that much. It's too, it's too <laughs> And dark. we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, I just, you know, I've never until like really the Sofia Coppola, Marie Antoinette, I was never like, there's some people who are like, we are sisters. And I have never felt that connection. And now after my research, I am like, I honor you so deeply, and there's so many misconceptions about her. Yeah. Um, but the Sofia Coppola, Marie Antoinette, Kirsten Dunst, who I just adore her career, adore her, and that movie is phenomenal. I, I need to see it. I don't think the last Sofia Coppola movie I watched was Lost in Translation. Yes, I was going to say, you watched that on a plane not I that did. long ago, didn't you? But she's hit or miss for me, I have to say. I respect her, but I don't always enjoy it. Have to say, too. Well, the movie actually has like pretty bad reviews because people were like, there's pop 
music in it and they were not happy about that. People still can't get behind that. I don't know why. And there's I also like Converse on like the posters and they're like, she didn't wear Converse. Like, yeah, no shit. It's called style. It's called style. And actually, Sofia Coppola did that to like show how young she actually was. Mm, so yeah, I like when they kind of try to incorporate the modern twist to a classic piece. I do piece, too. But people hate it. it. It's like. It's a visually stunning film. I bet. I bet the budget was insane. Well, you know, they actually filmed at Versailles. Of course they did. And um, and uh, Manolo Blahnik made all of the shoes <gasps> for the movie. Sheek. Can you even handle? God, good for Kirsten Dunst. She's good had some great Kirsten. roles. Great roles. And she deserves them. I mean, she's been working nonstop. She really she has? Like a wee thing. Did she kiss Brad Pitt? Yeah, she did not like that, she said. Of course she didn't. She must have been like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> no, it was not appropriate. She was like eight. And he was like 20-something. Yes, for an interview with a vampire. I still haven't seen that. We were going to watch it the other day, and then we are like, no. I just, I don't want to. It's weird. I know what you mean. And Tom Cruise. Yeah. Maybe I still, I'll still watch it. You should, because we'll she is see. your queen. She is my queen, my icon, and my legend. Truly? Mm-hmm. So also, before we get into everything, Tess, I did um, bring us a little cake. <gasps> Too, which um, I was at Erwan mm-hmm. and Cheek. I was going to get a slice of cake. They're freaking sixteen dollars for a slice for a slice of cake. So, I roll, I roll. If you guys don't know, Erwan is like this organic, crazy grocery store in LA. It's unbelievable. But, but what do you get when you go there? Um, I got the vegan breakfast burrito today, and it was oh, delicious. Yum. It was, but they took so long on it, but worth it. Hey, but um, you know. The thing, well, what do you know about Marie Antoinette, first of all? The only thing yes. that I know mm-hmm. is let them eat cake. Yes. So that's why I brought cake. Did you know she never said that? <gasps> she never said that. Guys, you heard it wow. here. She never said that. That was put onto her to make her look bad. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, she's a woman. <sighs> People seem to not like her, so usually there's another story there, you know? Oh, yeah. There's, like... It, the patriarchy was so alive, and it's really sad. It's re- like, listen, she was not a perfect person. Who was? Who no is? one. Exactly. Exactly. But um, I just, I, I think we should take it oh by. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, I don't yes. know what it is. It um, looks gorgeous. Sorry, I'm like putting my hands all over it. Right, I'm like, take a bite. <laughs> but it did say it's French. It says it's a canalis. Canalis. Never heard of it. Okay, I'm going to take a bite. Gorgeous. It's really just sugar, flour, milk, butter, vanilla. And salt. <laughs> and I like that. It's a strange texture. <laughs> I don't know what I thought it was going to be. Mm, Tess loves it. Tess loves it. I love a texture like this. It, it, what does it remind me of? It tastes like a donut. But it's not the texture of a donut to me at all. I'm obsessed with it. Have Well, let me have one more bite. No, <laughs> you guys are we'll like, this it. is not fun for us. <laughs> you keep sp- you- I just spit it out. <laughs> Spill champagne. You're just eating. Okay. Hey, we are channeling Marie. At least we don't fucking eat when we're doing the episodes. Have you experienced this? Eating on podcasts? Yeah. As I'm like eating on a podcast. I've heard it before. Of people like chewing. And I'm like, guys, wait for a little bit to have your lunch. <laughs> but maybe it's the ASMR. People are into it. Gross. I know. It's it's too much. But we will be eating this on. Yeah. No, but it, it is delicious. I love it. Me too. Mm. Me too, actually. I really love it. I would love it even more with a fork, probably. But okay. It's okay. okay. 
we're working with what we got. Exactly. Okay. Well. So excited. Shall we get into it? Yes. Who is this crazy woman? Crazy woman. So Marie Antoinette was the last queen of France before the French Revolution. She um, shoulders much of the blame. I would say like in history, she shoulders pretty much all the blame for like the perceived moral failures of the French monarchy. Mm. Like I pe- feel like people think of her and they're like, she was rich and she didn't give a fuck about the poor and she's why the French dynasty or dynasty, you know, like English people mm. say like dynasty, dynasty. All um, fell, but it's not mm. true. I just want to say that now. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's why we do these episodes. Exactly. Well, and speaking of, I got a lot of my information from the podcast you're wrong about, and their guest was Dana Schwartz, who has a um, podcast called Noble Blood, I think, where she covers all this. She's very smart. Is that who they? I feel like they've they've interviewed her before. Yep, she's been on the show for sure before. Um, but one of the things that they said at the top, they're like, "People love a story of a beautiful woman brought down," and that could not be more true. God damn, it's true. Marilyn Monroe. And to like fetishize their pain yep. and their journey. Exactly. That's yeah. all that we're going through today. Damn. Show. Show. Marie Antoinette was born Maria Antonia on November 2nd. <gasps> Scorpio. Dib. 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 Queens. Twin. Lots of queens born on that day. Uh. Night, or, sorry, November 2nd, 1755. Yes, yeah, Scorpio season at the Hofburg Palace in Vienna, Austria. So she was Austrian. Chic. And that comes into play a lot. Oh, I bet it does. She was the youngest daughter of Empress Maria Theresa. Oh, I don't know why I said it like that. Teresa. <laughs> Maria Theresa, ruler of the Habsburg Empire, and her husband was Francis I, the Holy Roman Emperor. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Do you want to move those hangers from your head? Because I think it, it's kind of picking up. Like every time I hit it. Oh, God. Guys, sorry. we're in a closet if you have forgotten. Yes. If you have forgotten. They're like, how can I forget? <laughs> Just to be safe. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Okay, great. Okay, so. Marie Antoinette, well, she's right now, her Austrian name is Maria Antonia. So I'll talk about her as that for now. Um, Was the youngest of 15 children. All from the same mother? Yep, and father. 15 children. Fertile as hell. Fertile as hell. So um, Maria Theresa, her mom, was critical of her children and especially insistent on arranging their marriages with the greatest possible benefit for the Austrian Empire in mind. So she has like a ton of kids and is like, I'm going to spread them all across Europe and create, we're going to be the most powerful family ever. And at first I thought Chris Jenner before her time. Totally. But then I realized, no, it's not Chris Jenner. It's Big Kath. It is big, Kath, because she was, like, super hard on her girls, but they also had, like, a weird kind of loving relationship. Oh, my God. It totally is. It's big Kath is Kyle Richards, Kim Richards, and Kathy Hilton's mother, if you didn't know. Who is the all-time stage mom. Scary. Of the 80s, I yeah, think I, you could say. I think so. I think 70s. Or 70s to 90s, i yeah, say. Yeah, I would say so, too. Oof. So I, she just really gave me big Kath energy. Okay. Marie Antoinette's mom did. Okay. So um, not all of her children survived. I believe 10 survived to adulthood, which 10 out of 15 in that time, not bad. And I'm surprised the mom survived. No kidding. Like, isn't everyone dying of childbirth those days? I mean, 15 kids, like in this day. No, absolutely not. Crazy. Um, So Maria... And Antonia, Marie Antoinette, had a difficult but ultimately loving relationship with her mother, who referred to her as little Madame Antone. Mm. I think that's how you say it. Um, so it seems like, yeah, she, okay, so her mom just knew she had to get shit done. It was reported, like, she was actually the one making the moves over her husband. It was reported that she read and signed important state papers while she was in the childbirthing bed. 
find a woman who can do it all. Like that is the power of a woman who that, is like, I will be making moves while I'm birthing a child. Truly the power of motherhood. Crazy, right? Gives you something. So respect for her for that. So. Yeah. But even though her mom was pretty cold, she had a happy childhood. She spent her winters sledding down the hills near the family lodge at Luxembourg and her summers in the comfort of their palace in Vienna. Sounds stunning. God, it does. Doesn't it? Um, she actually met Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, two mo- uh, who was two months her junior and a child prodigy. So Mozart was the child prodigy, but they both met when they were like seven years old. Did they fall in love? <laughs> At do seven. Think, do you think they were like, hey? I wonder if they were like, we're going to do something with this world. Damn. Right? Isn't that crazy? Like two legends meeting? God, that really is. At seven. Um, so she was, she learned how to play music herself. She learned the harp, the harpist chord, which I don't know what that instrument is, and the flute. Um, she was known to have a beautiful voice. She was also an amazing dancer and had exquisite poise, loved dolls, very girly. Uh, I can see it. Mm-hmm. So from everything that I found, she excelled in the arts. Wasn't so great academically. We do see that sometimes it just does happen. It does. I mean, and hello. We can relate to it. <laughs> yeah. I love that for her. Like everyone was just kind of like... Oh, but because she was the youngest, they're like, we don't really need her to be the smartest because she's not going to be the one marrying the most powerful person. And also to play the harp and the flute, I would say that takes extreme intelligence. Yes, exactly. Just it's what people it depends on what people value. Exactly. All subjective, I would say. Truly. Um, so like I said, she's the youngest. So everyone's like, she's probably going to we'll marry her off to someone, but it'll be like some small country. Like no one ever thought she was going to be the queen of France one day. Yeah. So. Two big reasons why. One, France and Austria were always like pretty big rivals. Mm -hmm. They did not like each other very much. And two, um, she had a bunch of older sisters. So they were like, they're going to get the good ones. So don't waste the good education on Maria Antonia. (laughs) She's like, thanks, guys. (laughs) She's like, I'm just going to go play the harp. So whatever. Catch me outside. Yeah. Um, Okay. So every, yes, but at this time, as we know, everyone's always getting sick and dying. So her sister that was supposed to marry Ferdinand IV of Naples gets smallpox and dies. But Naples is like, well, we still want to be allies if y'all still want to be allies. And then some of the mom's like, sure, I got another daughter. I'll ship her off. So then Marie Antoinette's older sister goes off to Naples, which leaves Marie Antoinette, Maria Antonia at this time to France. Well, okay, so they're still enemies. But after this thing called the Seven Year War, Marie Antoinette's mom's like, let's make sure we never fight again. You marry one of your heirs off to my daughter, Marie Antoinette. Can you imagine? Like, this is your life is just decided for you. And like the pressure of that. The pressure. Arranged marriage plus like the pressure of not having a war. Yes. Like like, like, on you. Our country's well-being is on your back. God. And we see that later. Oh, I bet. So, um... She ends hostilities, her mom, Maria Theresa, ends hostilities with King Louis XV, who is the king of France. And they also had the common desire to um, destroy the ambitions of Prussia and Great Britain. They both hated them. So my enemy's enemy is my friend. Always. So like, let's, instead of fighting, come together and be stronger. Mm-hmm. And we will do that by marrying um, Marie Antoinette's mom's like, I have the 13-year-old daughter who will be perfect. Right. <laughs> awesome. But luckily, the prince, the grandson's king, who is King Louis, I should know this because it's Marie Antoinette's husband, but I think it's 16th. Okay. I'll get there. I have it written down somewhere. Yeah. 
Um, so they agree. So they're going to be married, 13. But this is that's not even the weirdest part. I feel like we see that all the time with royalty. The weirdest part was she had to marry by proxy um, the king, uh, the prince. They call him the Dauphin is going to be the prince of France going to be king. Okay. So they're going to get married. But she has to marry her brother who's standing in as the oh, king no. because they were like, we have to get you guys married right away just in case anything happens and like seal the deal so they do a serve like a ceremony in austria and her brother stands in as her husband but they don't have to like no i don't think they have to like i don't know maybe they had to like do a peck i don't know they don't have to like consummate no 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 no. because this time do they know that you should not do that with your family members um i think so i think that's frowned upon i think again i think maybe we're at cousins but not at siblings okay i think that's it second cousins well you you have your cousins and then you have your first cousins no honey that's not that's not it no no iconic that's not right is it <laughs> so good um so yeah so she's marrying someone else but her brother's like i'll stand in for him until you can get to france He's like bro i got you it's so weird of you. right so she fake marries her brother when she's 13 <sighs> and then on may 14th they send her to france to marry the dauphin who's the grandson of the current king they ride her into the forest between france and austria and her now 14-year-old husband is waiting on the other side, like waiting in the forest. So it's like right at the dividing line. Okay. But first she has to go through this like ritualistic or ritualist change of attire, which was like this big symbolic thing. So they remove all of her clothing, um, all the jewelry brought from Austria, and they dress her in all French clothes and jewels. And it's like everything that is Austrian, you are now leaving behind and you are French now. Damn. What was the difference in the style, you think? That's a great question. I should have looked that up. But I think French fashion was like the fashion at the time, too. And the Sophia, I think it was more elevated. Yeah. Like chicer. Ruffly and pastels and lace. Yes, exactly. Um, Like a cupcake. Yes. That's how I pick. Oh, the clothes in the movie, guys. Just please watch this movie. It's so good. like pushed up. To to their chin. I got to say, I like that look. Love that Would look. Would never want to have to dress like that <laughs> yeah. or wear a corset, but I'm just like, God, your boobs up to your chin. Everyone looks phenomenal. It is so chic. It uh, really is. Um, she also has to say goodbye to her Austrian maids and ladies in waiting who are like her best friends, you know, but they're Austrian, so she can't ever see them again. She was, She's never going to see her family again. She's also, again, 13. And then they take away her freaking dog, Mops, the pug. They're like, this is your, they're like, you'll get a French dog. Isn't that so sad that and she's like sobbing because she's leaving everything behind and then they take away her not French. No, because it's her Austrian dog and she's not Austrian anymore. She's French. Where did the doggy go? Back to Austria. Who do you go with? I don't know. Maybe her brother that she married. That is devastating. Isn't that the saddest part about all of it? Probably gonna be the saddest part of the whole story. It's like, guys, get over it. Let her bring her dog. She's thirteen. God, this time was so like you just had to be loyal to your homeland it's just so much like or not even homeland i guess like well it's chosen and we see a lot of this i feel like i've learned a lot even though the whole show is satirical but from the great totally of just like oh you're french like, what, now what was she originally was she austrian i think so mm-hmm. and they're just like my answers mostly that is not a part of your life anymore no you're russian and you can't even miss it it's crazy so um, Mops is no longer oh. so sad. <laughs> no, it's so sad. Um, yeah, she's, sho- she's sobbing and her name goes from Maria Antonia 
to the French name Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. And she meets her husband, Louis, for the first time. How old is Louis? He's 14. She's 13. Oh, so that's good. Cute. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Young love, I wish, is what I could say. Is, is he a good guy? He is the most awkward, like, shy boy that you've ever seen. He's just strange. Okay. He's probably like, God, what a tough time to be a boy, though, too. What? Like, with your, you know. It, what a tough time to be a shy boy. Truly, like you're just getting uncomfortable boners. And like, <laughs> you know? like No one explains anything to you. I, just, I do feel for men during this period. Mm, that wasn't a problem with Louie. Oh. We'll talk. I see. He had a high For play. Um, I would say opposite. Oh. Well, gay. Maybe. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Can't wait. Okay, so she gets to France, and she gets to the Palace of Versailles, which is just like incredible um everyone of the court lives at versailles it's the most stunning place you've ever seen um everyone at this time in europe wants their palace to be like versailles and they're like trying to model their palace after it is just incredible luxury Uh, uh, i know and then on may 16th 1770 they have a wedding ceremony at versailles she's now 14 and louis is 15 um now i'm sure marie antoinette was probably nervous because she's in a new foreign place but Louis, observers noted that his posture remained stiff throughout the service and that his hand shook as he placed a ring on her finger. I mean, I bet. Like, they don't know each other. <laughs> they don't know each other. I think he's not cut out to be the king. He's not cut out to have all eyes looking on him. Like, he's truly, like, a little introverted little thing. Here we go. Here we go. And it's like, this woman standing in front of me. Truly. Um, so... Louis was regarded as shy and withdrawn. He was living in the shadow of an attractive older brother who was being groomed for the crown. But the brother died young, however, and Louis uh, was thrust into a public role as the heir apparent to the throne. Oh, sad. Sad. tragic. I feel like we see this a lot with royalty where it's like you were never... And then they know. They're like, I'm the young one. I can chill. And then all of a sudden... And then everyone's dying. Yes. Yeah. Like, now I have to have that role. I don't want that role. Uh, it's like the Romanoffs too. Nicholas, like, I don't want to be czar. Who, who would? I would not. Everyone just wants to murder you. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so, okay. They have a big party, a big wedding. And then there's the going to bed ceremony, which back then the newlywed couple were led to their nuptial bed chambers, which was Marie Antoinette's room. The bed was blessed by the Archbishop of Reims. The king gave the Dauphin his nightshirt, and the Duchess of Chartres gave the Dauphin hers. In the presence of the entire court, the couple lay down to prove that they have shared the same bed. They have to have sex in front of people. So everyone piles into the room. Everyone's all making jokes while these 13-year-olds get into a bed. And then they close the curtains. And then you're supposed to have sex and consummate it while everyone is in the room, like, basically listening. And they do this because they don't want to keep Oh my God! There should have been TV during this it's period. Hor- this was their TV. Like they had no entertainment, so they just were so like, and they did it. They did it also because they didn't want another situation like Henry VIII when Catherine was like, "I did not have sex with your brother," and everyone's like, "Well, we can't prove it," because they didn't want to like null any marriages because they were unconsummated. How can you even? How can you perform? How could you perform? Like that is the most awkward thing in the entire world. And then sometimes they would check the sheets, like. For what? Blood. 
because oh, she's virgin. a virgin. Yes. It's so invasive. These poor kids. And they're 13 years old. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, all these sounds... adults like standing around you. And his grandpa like giving him advice before his grandpa giving him advice before. He... Oh, that's horrific. <laughs> horrific. Well, um, Louis, the dolphin and Marie Antoinette, the dauphine, do not have sex that night. Oh. Louis wrote in his diary that on his wedding night, he just simply went to sleep. Tough. I have a lot of people do say that on their wedding night. Well, probably because yeah, you're exhausted. It's just yeah. well, I think a lot of people say that who have not who have had sex before. Right. Tess, they don't have sex for seven years. <laughs> they try and it doesn't work, or they're just he's gay. Okay, so that's the thing, and we will get to more theories later. Or asexual. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I don't want to put sexuality on him, but I'm guessing he's not interested in women. Or something about her really revolts him. I mean, but a 13-year-old boy. Right. You have to wonder. There's only a few maybe speculations you could make. Right. And we'll get into that as we go later. But, well, okay. Actually, we can just talk about it now. One of the things that they talked about is that he might have had a medical condition. Or he did have a medical condition to where it would be painful when he became erect. He later got an adult circumcision, essentially, I, I'm so sorry to everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, so that was the thing that he didn't want to get aroused because it would be painful for him. Oh, this poor thing. But, but what... some people said that that wasn't true. But Dana Schwartz and multiple things I've said or that I have found said that that was true. Some people have said that he just didn't know what to do, which I'm like, I've never been a 13-year-old boy, but I have to imagine that you figure it out pretty quick. Well, by 20 years old, if they didn't have sex for seven years mm-hmm. you think that you're i just you feel want like, to like experiment at least but i guess if it's painful i just feel like i feel like it has to be the painful thing and i feel like he has to be asexual or just not into her yeah there's not like those are really the only as a man like as a woman i mean she wanted it maybe there's trauma there that, that could, could also be. be true jason schwartz jason, jason schwartzman plays him so well in the movie he's so awkward and uncomfortable it's so funny oh, that's good casting. and marie Antoinette or christian dunce it's just perfect it's marie Antoinette. Uh, but wow. yeah so they um oh also it's really sad because <laughs> he's really into keys and locksmiths and making locks that was like his passion <laughs> Poor Louie. I want to hold him. I, I really want to give him a hug. And just be like, this This place is not for you. It's not for you and it never will be. It never will be. Like, he, this is his passion. And so people, Versailles is very gossipy. So people start finding out that they have not slept together. And so then there's all these jokes about the key not fitting into the lock. God, people have always been little bullies. Haven't? <laughs> like, we've always been the worst. Just like so catty. And of course... It gets put on Marie Antoinette and it's her fault. Like you're not hot enough. Yeah, exactly. You need to arouse your husband. You need to do you need to do more to make him be turned on. Feel, were they at this point when they weren't having sex, were they getting along? Or do you think they had like a they were, friendship? They were so opposite. Like mm-hmm. in every single way. She loved she was so vivacious and warm and loved to talk to people and loved the arts and he was quiet and reserved and liked to read and liked to go to bed early and she liked to stay out late. Like You know what it's giving me? What is like, it giving you? She's an actor and he's a tech kid. Wow. That just wants to play with little like <laughs> And there it is. She is the star. Yep, and he's behind the curtain and in he all likes black, it that way. Being like, go for Louie. Go <laughs> with the mic. And that's all he says all day. 
<laughs> it's so true. And later we'll see that they like really developed like a respect and a love for each other. Because I think that they both are like, we're misunderstood. Yeah. So she wasn't like, God damn, I wish she could just get it up and I think that she was like she was she was down to fuck like she was ready to go. But I don't think she hated him. I don't think she's like I'm with this beast, even though he I don't think was the most attractive beast. (laughs) I don't think he was the most attractive guy, but I think she respected him and like wanted to rule with him. You know, sometimes that's all you need. And that's like best case scenario. I mean, we've seen with these royal marriages, they don't always turn out great. They usually don't. No. Um. Yeah, she's really charming, beautiful. Um, Okay, also, again, another reason why it's so important for her to have sex with him and everyone's pressuring her her is because, like, this is the fate of Austria, too. Again, like what we talked about, like the alliances. She needs to to make an heir because Louis the 15th, his grandpa, can be like, you're not having sex with my grandson. I'm sending you back. So crazy. So the initial reaction to the marriage... Um, was mixed. On the one hand, she was beautiful, personable. She knew that to win over the French people's heart, she had to be the most fashionable, the wittiest, the most charming. And she was like, I am that and I will be that. Yeah, she's like done and done. Done and done. And the king was, the king really liked her. He was like, she's cool, she's witty, she's fun, she's spicy, I like her. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to say anything other than like good things if the king likes her, but people always find a way. They sure do. Don't they? It's reminding me of Catherine the Great. It's very, very similar. These women who like just are thrust into these situations, it's really not fair. I know. But they make the best of it. We always do. We always do. (laughs) So on the other hand, though, she's not French, so already a strike against her, and people really did not trust Austrians. Um, So they hated her for that. Um, she's also so young and again, she wasn't trained to be the queen of France. So she didn't really know how to like handle relationships the best with the older people on court. Yeah. Um, like the King's elderly sisters, he's like two bitty old women. I feel they're just, they're like catty old women on the French court. Mm, I can see it. Yes. And one of the things that she, Marie wasn't used to in Austria is in the French court, you don't get dressed by yourself. You don't eat by yourself. You don't walk by yourself. Everyone does it for you. And Marie Antoinette out loud would be like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know. It it would mock it. And the ants were pissed about that. You're disrespecting our culture. Yes, exactly. And it's like this young Austrian thing doesn't know how we do it around here. She was just before her time. She was before her time. A hundred percent. So, um, um, Oh, also, I like that she did this. She would remove, like, older courtiers, women on the court, with, like, people her age that she actually liked. <laughs> She's like, make them hot and young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was, like, these, like, young, wild girls all on court together. And that pissed the old ladies off because they're bet. like, I should be invited to these parties. Marie Antoinette's like, you're boring, and I don't want to invite you. I'm 13. You're not that pretty. <laughs> you're not that bright. Exactly. Um she also didn't have a good relationship with Madame Dewberry. Madame Dewberry was King Louis XV's mistress, headmistress. Not her husband's, but her husband's grandfather, who's the oh, king still at this point. Yes, yes. And Madame Dewberry is like, well, also at this time, being the mistress of the king was like an actual like job title. Like you had a position because... You were like on like salary. Yeah, kind of. yes, exactly. Did but, they get paid? I think they got everything like provided to them, Mm. but I don't think that necessarily meant you were a member of court unless they did, unless the king like carved out a piece for you. 
so crazy. But Madame Dewberry, a lot of people didn't like her. She was tacky. She was like crude. I mean, she was the mistress, you know. Dewberry is a a name, you know. Yeah. Kind of like, I could see it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know how old she was exactly. She was definitely younger than the king, but a little older than Marie Antoinette. Anyways, Marie Antoinette's like, you're tacky and I hate you. And she was also swayed by the ants to be like, don't talk to her. Don't even acknowledge her. The same ants that hate her were also, they're just very two-faced. Like, they'd be like, here comes the Austrian. Hey. Totally. So they were like, don't even acknowledge Madame Dewberry. Well, Madame Dewberry had a lot of sway over King Louis the Fifteenth, and he always listened to her. And Marie Antoinette's mom hears that she's not acknowledging the mistress, and that Madame Dewberry's Dewberry is very pissed about it. So Marie Antoinette's mom writes her a letter and is like, "You go acknowledge." Your husband's grandfather's mistress. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. You do it for our country. Get over yourself and go talk to her. Jesus. I would be seething no. at this point. Because also, Madame Dewberry very openly made fun of Marie Antoinette and her mom. And so Marie Antoinette's like, I don't even want to talk to her anyways. Ah, why the mom? <laughs> just like... Just, you know. Bitchiness. Exactly. Exactly. So... On New Year's Day, 1772, so Marie Antoinette is now 17, Marie merely commented to Madame Dewberry, there's a lot of people at Versailles today, and just walked off. And that was enough that Madame Dewberry was satisfied with the recognition and the crisis passed because people were like, everything's going to fall apart because she's not talking to... And also the mistress hated Marie Antoinette, but was still like, I want her to talk to me. It's so high school. Wow, it is so high school. It's also, so high school. Sometimes you just got to do bare minimum to, you know... Exactly. Keep the peace. Exactly. So I, I'm sure she was seething and was like, I'll never talk to her again. There's a lot of people here today. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she talked to me. Oh my God, she talked to We've me. We've all been there. We have, we have. So, okay, it's at this time also that the persona of Marie Antoinette that we know now is coming into play. Mm. And what we're really thinking about her is um, the height of fashion, like a fashion icon. Well, you did say that your favorite age that you would want to be is 17. Oh, that's so true. And I feel like this time is like not mm. a girl, not yet a woman, but you're really starting to like come into your own. Exactly. Figure out what you want. And if you have French royalty money, you can get any, th- any dress made for you that you wanted. I sent Tess, and I think we'll have to post it, the montage scene in Marie Antoinette of the shopping. It's incredible. With I Want Candy in the back. Oh, it's so good. Mm. So she becomes the height of fashion. She spends a ton on dresses and elaborate hairstyles. She has a personal stylist. And apparently this is the birth of like a glam squad where she has her own personal hairstylist and clothing stylist. Dorit Kemsley, you heard it here first. Dorit Kemsley wishes. Like wishes. Wishes. And so she, um, her stylist would do these over the top, I said like looks, it's L-E-W-K-S looks. Like her hair were in these big poofs and she created that. Her, like where the hair is so big, the wigs. Oh, the, so the wigs were, uh, that, that's what everyone was doing, right? They had the wigs, but she created the huge one. She had one that was three feet tall. Like, imagine this coming back into fashion. Like, <laughs> this is one thing that we can probably say will never happen again. Never. But like that used to be a sign of wealth. It did. It was crazy. And she would put like ships. They would put ships in her hair and like huge feathers and um, like oh. little fake birds. Like <gasps> That's fascinating. Fascinating. And she was creating all of this. And she like her looks were really pieces of art. On the day that she would like really put 
a lot of effort into looks? Is it like when there's a party or when they're meeting someone or was this like an everyday thing? I think an everyday thing, but I think if there was like a big party, she would do it even more. God, that's so fun. But she's spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. However, she's not spending any more money than anyone who has come before her is spending. Mm-hmm. But Everyone's it is like you are. Yeah, exactly. It is tough when people are starving. Um, and <laughs> she's right. like more, more. But she doesn't. Listen, she's a victim of her circumstance. She was born into royalty. Right. This is all she's ever known. And it's not okay. But it's, again, it's not any different than anyone that has come before her. Also, she's 17. She's 17. She's probably not being like, oh, I don't want to put this ship in my hair because then someone might have less. You're not thinking that way. And if she tried to get involved with politics, which she was never trained for, mm-hmm. people would be like, you are a queen. Your whole job is to dress up and produce an heir. Wow. It's like we always see this with women. Yeah. It's like people want them to be something they're not. And then when they are that, then no, you should be. The, it's like always. Uh, exactly. It's not okay. It's not okay. Um, so she enjoyed entertainment and she was influential in choosing shows to be put on at court. She encouraged artists and she like wanted operas to come. And she was just like, let's party day and night. Does she like to drink? I actually saw something the other day that she didn't like to drink, but. It all said that she liked to party. So unless there were like drugs that I didn't know about. Maybe she just liked a party. Maybe she did. She loved gambling. Oh. She loved gambling and she lost a lot of money gambling, but it didn't matter to her because she was just like more. So she would stay up all all night going to a show and partying with her friends and gambling. Sounds fun. But also I saw on this documentary that I watched on YouTube and I thought this was a really interesting point that they said this was a coping mechanism for her because her husband's not touching her. She has none of her family here, her friends. Like this is the way to fill the void in her life. She's so young and probably so scared. Yeah, right? Yeah, like she's like, let's dress up and like. And also it's fun. Feel a rush. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Damn. Exactly. Um, So like I said before, Marie and Louie, they're not really connecting as right. they are marrying. Um, he's going to sleep and she is partying. Also, he like really struggled with decision making and she was resolute and quick to act and she was confident. Just not a great match. What time did, was this man going to bed? Like They said 11, but oh. they said sometimes she wanted to go out and party. So she would set the clocks back to where it was earlier and he would look and be like, oh, wow, it's already time for bed. What an icon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And she's like, good night. (laughs) 11 is not early. No, no. But she would, she would go to bed. Yeah. And then she would sleep till 11. Yeah. I can't do that, I but can't do it. if I you. go to bed at four, which I don't do anymore, I would wake up naturally at seven fifteen. Like Same. I do every goddamn morning. <laughs> Same. Be like, so we're here again, huh? Like literally. So, all right. Now we actually have to become queen, queenie vibes. So Louis's grandfather dies, which makes Louis the king and Marie Antoinette officially becomes the queen at eighteen years old, the queen of France. Goddamn. At eighteen years old. Um, Louis, after they get crowned, gives her the petite. Tryon, Tryanon, Tryanon. I think it's how you say it. I don't know French guys. Petite Tryanon, which is a small chateau on the grounds of Versailles that had been built by Queen or by Louis the Fifteenth for his mistress, a different mistress, I guess. And he allowed Marie Antoinette to renovate it to renovate the suite to her own taste. And rumors circulated that she had plastered the walls with gold and diamonds. Which I don't know if she did. Real gold and diamonds? I'm sure. Right, because honey, no one's, she's not getting no <laughs> She's not doing rhinestones, that's for sure. So also, when I say, like, this this small chateau, 
It's the size of like a castle. Right. Yeah, that, I'm not picturing like <laughs> like a casita. Three little bears. No, 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 no. So he gave this to her because he was like, I know that you don't because she likes her privacy in her own way. And there's always people around at Versailles. She can't even get dressed by him by herself. And he's like, I know that you need a little more privacy. So I will give this to you. And then they do live separate, but they're like chilling. Hey, love that for them. And truly, though, sometimes that, that works. It works. It, exactly. If it works, it works. Um, so this is tough. This is apparently what, um, royal people and rich people did back then. They made, they built a model farm on the palace grounds so that she and her ladies in waiting could dress up in elaborate costumes and pretend to be milkmaids and poor people. Oh my God. This is like this, the original, like you can't like cultural appropriation on Halloween. It's like it's, oh, it's like so you can't crazy. do that. It's not okay. Do that. You can't act like poor people. She's like, this is hilarious. Look at my little apron. Actually, and she's like, "Aren't we just so simple?" And they would have like chickens and stuff, and they would have like actual servants clean off the eggs that the chickens would lay, so that when Marie Antoinette and her friends were playing milkmaids, would have clean eggs to play with. This woman has never known struggle. Never has known struggle. Never known str- financial struggle. Uh, exactly. Never. Like, and people would do this as like an escape and it, playing pretend. It was like a real life dollhouse. But like, what else are you supposed to do back then? Especially when you're so like, she probably doesn't understand what even life is, means to not have money. No, she never. She and neither does like, Louis. She's never met anyone that lives like you know besides like, yeah. Her, Ladies and no, not ladies. But they're even her on the staff. court. Yeah, her staff. But then they're just like the staff. They're not even like real people yeah, to them. I feel someone that like damn. Can you imagine just like let's play poor people? It's so fucked up. Oh my god. Okay, so and around this time, there's um, popular gossip and tabloids were starting to really come out against her. Tabloids. Tabloids. Yep, they like would put the papers around town and also again people still know that louis isn't sleeping with her and like people are humiliating her about that but also they're saying that she's some like sexual deviant of course yeah they're like she has orgies with all of her friends and well because she's a lesbian they that was like the big thing because she was austrian that they're like she's lesbian gay is the day (laughs) gay is the day is long yeah it doesn't make any sense and then they're yeah they're like she has orgies with all of her friends but she's also with like men all the time okay so they make these horrific graphic cartoons about her and put it out in the papers and i have pulled one up to show you we'll post it you guys yeah uh yeah, we'll post it, but it is shocking. Oh. We might get it taken down by oh. Instagram. So, Tess, oh. would you like to describe what you are looking at here? <laughs> we probably won't actually post this. I shouldn't <laughs> no. even said that before I laid my eyes on this image. So, it's a huge penis mm-hmm. that looks like a half penis, half horse, maybe horse or ostrich. I think it's supposed ostrich. to be a horse. Um, the penis has two legs and a tail. <laughs> And there's a man in uniform riding the penis. Mm-hmm. There's an angel that's watching over. And there's a woman petting the uh-huh. penis. So even though she's Wait, supposed, that's supposed to be her, that's supposed to be her, even though she's supposed to be this big lesbian, that was also something to showing she was a sexual deviant with a, I, I guess, a big lesbian that likes a Someone drew penis this? with legs. Yeah. Put it in papers, which I'm like, how did people not get like 
in trouble. Yeah, for that. But I think everyone was so against her. Just they hated her because she was beautiful and rich and Austrian. Was this time period like... I feel like we've gone in waves of like conservatism with sex and how we talk about like, I think this time period was kind of like crass. I feel like also, not to offend, but I feel like French people have always, that's not offensive, I have always been like much more open with sex and stuff, you know, versus like, oh, just like this was not happening in America. Here's another one. Everyone would be like killed if they. Oh, yeah, this one. Oh, my God, everyone's... Does she have a penis? That's what it looks like she has a penis, but she's stroking a man's penis. And her boobs are out. Wait, this is crazy. If you guys just look up Marie Antoinette, it's actually Marie Antoinette Lafayette cartoons because the guy who I have... Have you seen Hamilton? Yeah. Okay, so there's a French character named Lafayette, I guess. That's the guy in the cartoon that's supposed to be with her. I don't know why he's in there with her. Oh, my God. It is horrific. And these are just out and about on town. She has quite the bush. And she, <laughs> of the time. Of the time. And she's like, my husband won't even sleep with me. But glad to know you guys think this is what I'm up to. You know? Crazy. I can't believe it. It makes me so sad for her. It's just like complete bullying. Yeah, it really is. But um, so the common people are starting to get this idea about her that she's a sexual deviant who spins in excess. And yes, she does spin in excess. But um yeah, so she's the biggest celebrity in France right now, and she is becoming notorious. And it was kind of like hating her was a way of patriotism. It's oh. like we're all together to hate this woman. It's like the Kardashians. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, Damn. Yep. And also, like, I don't blame the common people for hating the royals. If I can't feed my family and I see these people in gold, I would be pissed. We see this all the time. Yes. Like we saw this during the pandemic of like, mm-hmm. you know, po- politicians out partying and telling people like this has been a tale as old as time. That's exactly right. We're exactly where it's like wealth isn't so cute anymore, you know, truly. And so that's like what they're going through. But instead of blaming everyone, they just focus on her on her because she's an easy target. She's an easy symbol. Yeah. She's you know, young, she's a woman. She's, she's a symbol for all of like, it. Yeah. And even if, like, apparently there was members of the royal family, the men, who were spending more money on clothes. But it's easier to see for a woman, you know? Totally. Which also, apparently, she did have, like, 200 dresses a year made for her, which is crazy. I mean, it sounds like she's a shopping addict. Like, yeah. Or, like, a money addict. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, coping. Yeah, coping. Totally. We always get down to really what it is, we don't do. we? We really do. So, um, yeah, we have to acknowledge, I think I put this in here, how out of touch she really was, like, with the state of her country. But, again, she's a victim of her circumstance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And, again, at this time, she's getting so much blame for not producing an heir. And she's getting so much pressure from her mom. The letters that her mom would send to her were so sad. They'd be like, your sister and brothers are doing great. They have families now. You are disappointing us and you are ruining Austria for all of us. Like, do whatever you can to make your husband sleep with you. She's like, I had 15 of you. You can have one. Yes, it's so sad. And she's like, I'm doing everything I can. This man does not want to sleep with me. Got it. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't force him. No. So it's been seven years and they haven't tried to force him. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, what? I wonder what she knows about sex at this point, too. Right. Like, is she like, please, I'll give you this if you sleep? Like, I wonder if she was like bargaining or like. I think she would like try to like kiss him and like Mm -hmm. do stuff like in that way. And he was just not interested. 
He's like, literally nothing you could do, woman. No, he's like, but do you want to go make some locks? It's so tragic. So after seven years, again, why didn't they have sex? Maybe it's a sexuality thing. Maybe it's a medical condition. Marie Antoinette's mom sends one of Marie Antoinette's older brothers to go have a talking to to Louis. Basically, like, get in there. (laughs) To my sister? (laughs) Like, it's so weird. So inappropriate. inappropriate, but she sends him there. They walk through the garden and they have apparently a big birds and the bees talk. And they have a really big chat where he's like, it's time. It's been seven years. It's time. It's time. It's time. So Louis had confided in Marie's brother on what their intimate nights had been saying. Oh, God. He introduces the member, but then stays there without moving for about two minutes withdraws without without having completed the act and bids good night. We've all been there. <laughs> it's, tough. it's definitely tough. It's tough. Yeah, and then he's like, "All right, well no more of that." So <laughs> so after the talking to for Marie for Marie Antoinette's brother, they finally have sex. Wow, so what really did he think? Seven-year dry... Well, it was also after the surgery, too. I feel like it's a mix of a medical condition and being not interested. Right, because if it was really like he could not get hard without being in excruciating pain, they probably never would have had I know, right? So I think it was a mix of all. A mix of all. Um, So they finally have sex, and she gives birth to a little baby girl. Oh, no. Was everyone pissed? Um, People were still excited because they finally had sex Mm -hmm. and that brought a baby but they were like well at least you have a baby and a boy will come soon i know i know and the um movie kirsten dunce says something like people are disappointed but you're mine and a son would be the son of france but you are mine basically to her daughter i know i know i know and the thing is she really loves children like she really does and she really loves her kids she ends up having four kids she has two sons and two daughters so she does get sons i think two of them die oh yeah but like earlier one girl and one boy i think so um yes i think so but um she really loved kids and she actually wanted to spend time with her kids and like do all the things that mothers do because back then you would have their baby and give it to like a governess and a wet nurse and you didn't yeah. even take care of your kids. She probably was like, you're my family. Exactly. Like the only family I have. And she hasn't been able, like it's been seven years of being made fun of for not having kids and she finally has them, which also because she loved kids, she actually adopted like kind of by proxy, a lot of orphans. Like she would pay for their lives Aww. and pay for their education. Um, and think I have that some later but um yeah so she also like created a house for like unwed mothers and stuff like that so she did some charitable acts but it wasn't like it was like bare minimum it was kind of like out of sight out of mind like if she saw an orphan she'd be like let's give that child a home and like a life but it wasn't like let's try to figure out a way to do that for all of France it wasn't like like the systemic problem yes she did not give a shit about exactly exactly she's like, cute or thin <laughs> yeah let's go make him a sandwich yes exactly yeah. um she also set uh, or she was a patron at this place that was a society for age widowed and blind women so dark 
dark. <laughs> everyone was blind back then. You know what I mean? I know. It's just well, I guess like, if your eyesight's bad and there's no like. There's no glasses. Oh, God. Were there glasses? I don't know. No contacts. No contacts. No glasses break. Yeah, you're screwed. I'm sure they were expensive. I would have been at that that place probably. <laughs> Hanging with Marie Antoinette. Truly for black Your women. eyesight. Yeah. I would have came to visit you. That's sweet. Thank you're you. welcome. Um, okay. So she has, again, four um, four kids. But I want to also show you this picture. Because oh you know how her reputation is like so bad in France? So she's like, I'm going to start having lots of family portraits made to show people I'm a mother. And I'm like not this crazy party girl even though i i have that too that's like some pr yes exactly and so she would have royal portraits made her children would be dressed all beautiful so everyone google and we'll actually post this one marie antoinette family portrait i've seen this one before so you see how the bassinet is empty (gasps) yeah it was actually painted with a baby in it and when that baby passed away they took the photo and painted the baby out they photoshopped her dead baby out that is so tough. Isn't that so dark? Oh, God. Isn't that so sad? And just erased really from history. Tough. Jesus Christ. So sad. Also, I don't mean to offend. <laughs> to say it. Was she not pretty? I just, it's like what we talked about in every portrait back then. No one, not a, not an attractive sight. She looks... 89 years old. <laughs> she apparently had a very ashy blonde hair. With, right. But it did not translate into a beautiful color, I'll tell you that. But apparently in this time, apparently she was beautiful. Okay. That's yeah. what they say. Also, like, it was different than, like, the what standard the beauty of, standards were. You know? She for, does look 80 years old. I think she's like 20 something in this. I feel like men were not hot in this time period. And women, there was just like a different look. Like, surely someone had to be hot because, like, it's just, I don't know. I know. I'm just like, why do they all look like this? <laughs> Every single one. Truly. A troll. Wow. Well, that is very sad. That's very sad. So, photoshopped the fourth kit out. Um, <laughs> so sad. Sorry. I'm so sorry. We are thinking of you. We are thinking of you always. Wherever you are. Um, so, okay. I Have you ever heard about this thing called the Fair of the Diamond Necklace? No, but I'm intrigued. Okay. So, this was like the nail on the coffin of her bad reputation in France. So here we go. Two parts. So in 1772, before all this, when um, Louis's grandfather was alive, King Louis XV, he was still king. He was like, I'm going to give my mistress, remember Madame Dewberry, the -hmm. most extravagant giant diamond necklace ever made. 650 diamonds weighing almost 2,800 carats. Can you imagine? I love it. I found somewhere that it would be a $17 million necklace today. Can you even? Oh, my God. So he's doing that for his mistress. So he has it made, but before it finishes, he dies. So the jewelers are like, fuck, someone's got to buy this necklace now. Who can afford it? Marie Antoinette loves to spend money. We'll go to her. And she's like the only person who can afford it. Yeah. She's like, I got a need. Yeah. So she goes and she's like, first of all, I don't want Madame Dubarry's sloppy seconds. And second of all, I'm not that great in the media right now for spending too much. So it's really just not a great time for me to buy this necklace. But I want it. I want it. Let me tell you. But I can't buy it right now because it wouldn't be good for my public persona. Right. So um, second in all of this. So that's that. That happens. Mm-hmm. There's this dude called Cardinal D- 
de Rohan. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinal is on the on the court and Marie Antoinette hates him because he's just super douchey. He's the worst. Yeah. Um, and he has a mistress, uh, Jeanne de Lamont, and she hears about this necklace and is like, this is the per- perfect opportunity for a scam. Uh, so she tells the Cardinal, you know, she's his mistress, you know, I'm friends with Marie Antoinette. And he's like, oh, my God, she hates me. And it's really bad because I can't move up in my job right now. Could you talk to her for me and just tell her I'm not such a bad guy? So she is like, yeah, let me talk to her. Um, just write her a letter and I'll give it to her. No. And um, so he does. And he gets the letter back. And Marie Antoinette is like starting to be friendly. They start to write these letters. And it's like kind of intimate. And it gets Sexy. really intimate. Oh. Turns out he was being catfished. By his mistress, the letters weren't for Marie Antoinette. She would take the letters, write them back as Marie Antoinette, and give it back to him. Why? Because then she's like, (laughs) she's also like uh, starting Marie Antoinette, she's as Marie Antoinette, starting to ask for money for her charity. So the cardinal's like, yes, I'll give you all this money. And his mistress is taking it for himself. Catfishing has always been a part of our culture. Uh, Well, I knew that you would like this catfishing story. (laughs) It's like, who are you? <laughs> Terrible person. Tess loves catfishing. I, I, I used to in middle school. Used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not now. No. Mm-hmm. But when I am was present in our lives. I mean, stunning. A stunning time. Stunning chat rooms. So she, she is taking money from him. And then he is like, comes convinced, like, we have to meet in person. Like, I just we have to meet in person enough with these letters. So the mistress hires this, um, I'm going to say for the sake of the story, prostitute. We now know the appropriate term is sex worker. Okay. But she, this prostitute in France was known for looking like Marie Antoinette. That was like what she was famous for. Oh my God. So she hires her. They meet in the garden because she's like, I have to make this relationship. Like I have to develop this relationship to keep getting money from him. And I have the necklace as the end game in mind. So he gives her a rose and then he's like, we have to keep meeting. Um, she, okay. And then the mistress is like, all right, now, now it's the time for the necklace. Yeah, like, so, let's move on yeah. to it. So she writes in a letter, like there's this necklace that I really want right now, but I can't buy it because it's not good for my public perception. Will you please buy it? And I promise I'll pay you back eventually. 17 million for a little, <laughs> I, <laughs> Like he, he has the money for that. I'm sure he gave everything that he had to that. So like a little to take a loan, maybe a must. So he buys the necklace and he gives it to his mistress to give to Marie Antoinette, and she skips town. Well, yeah, because then she's set for life. She's set for what life. What a smart woman! So so I smart. Mean, up, but smart. So smart. So then he's like. Fuck them. He still doesn't know that he wasn't talking to Marie Antoinette. He's like, she's not going to pay me back now because the mistress is gone. So he panics and he goes to the court. It, like the court, not court as in like justice, as in like the rich people court. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to court that day and he goes up to Marie Antoinette and it's like, listen, I know you said don't talk to you in public because in the letter she's like, don't come up to me in public. Oh my God. So he just goes up to her and he's like, I know you said don't talk to talk to you in public. But um, this little situation happened and now I don't have the necklace anymore. And first she's like, what are you talking about? What does that even mean? Oh, my God. Second, you thought a prostitute was me. So she, that was 
tricky. But so she gets pissed about this whole thing. She like puts him on trial or whatever because she's like publicly like this is not okay. He is like trying to tarnish my reputation. He's trying to steal like all of this stuff. Good for her. And he ends up coming out innocent and everyone starts saying she made this all up to make her look good. I don't even like I don't even know how they got there, but there is a conspiracy that she did all of this to make the cardinal look bad. And she organized an elaborate fraud for her own frivolous purposes. Yeah. So all this whole thing. And she's like, I'm a victim in this. And they're like, no, you did this to make yourself look good. Which like, how does that even make you look good? Well, we've seen that. Yeah, exactly. Recently. Exactly. Exactly. So again, and guess what? People don't hate Louis like they hate Marie Antoinette, even though he's doing the exact same thing, spending the exact same amount of money. They hate her, not him. Yep. So yeah, France was in a massive debt before Marie Antoinette ever came around. Also, they were in such debt because he kept pumping money into the American Revolution because he hated Great Britain. Oh, God. <laughs> so what thank you, time. Louis. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. But, but it's also ironic because he's pumping money into an American Revolution that is starting a revolution in his own country because Damn. people are starving. Okay. So let's talk a little more about the state of France at this time. There's a massive famine. Resources are scarce. Scarce? Scarce. <laughs> Resources are scarce, They're y'all. They're scarce as hell. <laughs> oh, and papers were just giving propaganda with how much cake Marie Antoinette was eating. Like, that's what they're saying, too. Okay. So let's get to the let them eat cake of it all, because she did not say that. Right. So, yeah, guys, again, she did not say it. And it's the most effective piece of propaganda probably like ever because we still associate and her with that. that's the one thing that everyone knows about Exactly. Her. And people just said that. Okay. So the first time that that phrase appears is actually in a story that was like just a little anecdote, an- anecdote by a writer. And it was written when Marie Antoinette was like 10 before she was even in France, before any of that. And it's about the story about a princess who was told that the peasants had no bread. And so she said, let them eat brioche. Yeah, delish. Mm. I know. And brioche is like a sweeter bread, oh. so it is almost like a cake. Anyways, <laughs> so that's the first time it was ever written when oh. she's ten from a story. But then when she's and it wasn't about her. It wasn't. She wasn't the princess that said it. Then when the French Revolution is happening, it's just put onto her that she was that she said that. Of course it was. And then it was put in the paper. And then so everyone was like, oh, my God, look what the queen is saying about us right now. that's so crazy. And then, like, English speaking, as it got brought down, brioche got changed to cake. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that... And she's like, probably like, I never said that. And that also like, she's like, and I like brioche. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about it. I like bread. Yeah. And it's just also like, that wasn't her sentiment. Like, again, she wasn't like, let's make moves to help people all the time. But she wasn't like... Who fuck the poor? She wasn't like throwing it in their face. No, she just like out of sight, out of mind. She was just a little teenager. Yeah, you know she, exactly. Like, that's really all I think about like her like innocence at first, like I'm just like she was young and yes. I don't know. And you're wrong about brought up a great point too. They're like we have this idea that if we were put in that position, we would be the heroes and we would go in and be like we need to change the crop prices and raise this and lower that. Like 
when you're just put in that position, you do the best you can. It's so true. Like, who knows how any of us would act? Yes, exactly. In any sort of position of power. Like, I could say a thousand things right now I'd want to do. Yes. And how would your 14-year-old self act? I'd be like, I'm doing none of them. (laughs) And I am watching. I'm watching Real Housewives. On repeat. Same. That would be my luxury. Kazunori. Sugarfish, actually. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, you can't do it by sugarfish by order. It would have to be made there. Oh, that's true. Fresh. Yes, fresh. The rice has to be warm. God, it's so good. So, um, yeah. So common people are like, we want a constitution. It is time. You guys have done enough of your, I'm sick of your Taylor Armstrong. Enough. Enough. Um, so there, the first like physical violence thing that happened was this thing called like the March of the Fishwives which is these women who worked at the fish market. Apparently they weren't even wives of fishermen. They just were women who worked at the fish market, which is weird because I don't know why they would say fish wives. Because they're like, any woman is just a wife. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they marched to Versailles and they like, attack the guards yes i remember hearing about this in history class oh do you Uh i don't remember any of this shit it just came back to me yeah and they attack them and they like physically assault them and they're like we are here to kill the queen i mean to be on their side it's like of course it's women getting shit done on that one too we're just gonna take this into our own hands things have to change get in trouble I don't know what actually happened to them. I'm sure. I'm sure. Put in, I'm sure their life was not pleasant if it lasted very long after that. So, um, and then at 2 a.m. one night, uh, the king was woken up and noticed that Bastille, which was this um, like major prison in Paris, had been taken by the revolution, and they released like all of the prisoners and killed like the head prison guard there. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Shit's happening now. Like he apparently he at he was asked if it he asked if it was like I forgot what he asked, and the person talking to him was like, "No, this is a revolution." Oh shit! Scary so for it's them. Like no longer time just to sit back and we're not partying anymore. No, 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 no. So a lot of the high-ranking family departs Versailles at that point, and like the court and. um when Louis said that he wasn't going to leave Versailles, then Marie Antoinette's like, well, I'm not going to leave either. Then I'm going to stay with him. Oh, well, that's sweet. They really, after they had kids, that's when they started to like love each other, I feel, yeah, and yeah. have a certain respect for each other. Like they became a family finally then. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so cut to October. Common people hear that there's like this major feast happening at Versailles. I'm just like, guys, read the room. And like, just do it secretly. Yes, it's really not the time. And also now, if you know, like, hey, things really aren't great, maybe, Louis, stop giving so much money to America and like put it back into your country, you know? Yeah. Um, So they hear of a major feast happening and another giant people, a giant group of people who were starving um, were like, they're feasting, let's go kill them. Yeah. So they attack Versailles. They kill a ton of guards and they get to Marie Antoinette's room. She hears them coming. She runs out and like sneaks into like, I guess there's probably secret passageways to Louis's room and they get their children and they escape. And like when the commoners got to her room, they completely destroyed it because they were pissed to not find her there. I mean, they were going to kill her. And also, again, her, not Louis. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the secret passages that intrigues me because like right? there must be a plan for like, like door. Yeah. Doors and escape rooms and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um. So her and Louis and their two kids. So they only have two kids at this time because the other two are no longer yeah. uh, left Versailles for the last time. 
And they went to a palace that was in the center of Paris where they could be more watched and guarded. Got it. And really things just go from bad to worse. Um, people had decided that they wanted them gone. Like it was like the Romanoffs where it was like, we're done. Point. We're done with the monarchs now. We, we've got a big number of people behind us. Um, so they managed to, because it's getting even more hostile, they managed to escape and flee to Austria. They get in their carriage. They go overnight to this place called Varennes. And they get out of their carriage. And Louis is recognized by the post officer. It's always the post officer, like, Waco. Yes, truly. (laughs) And also, um, uh, what's his face? Hmm. That guy, Silk Road. Yes. Remember how, like, the FedEx person was like, what's in this package? Justice for the post office and the FedEx. Thank you for all that you do. All your service. You are the true... The true narcs of the world, really. Truly. (laughs) So he actually just noticed him from, he recognized him from a coin. Because there's not pictures and stuff. He's like, that looks like the guy on my coin. King, Louis. fucking tell. Well, okay, this is how it wasn't a very thought out plan. They were also in the royal carriages and stuff. Where it's like, guys. Go in disguise. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Go on horseback, like in disguise. Exactly. So they were immediately arrested and taken back and sent back to Paris. So a year goes by and the revolution is just growing and they're under watch. By September, the assembly had abolished the monarchy. They're like, it's officially done. They're prisoners. Goodbye. And there was a citywide massacre of royalist and um, royal sympathizers. So anyone on court that they had, they there's a really dark story about how they ripped apart one of her best friends, like literally ripped her apart. Sorry, this is graphic, but I'm going to say it. Then they went, she was so, they were like, we want to make Marie Antoinette kiss her dead friend's head. But she was so beaten up by the time that they ripped her apart. They took her to a hairdresser who did her hair and her friend's signature hair. They put her head on a stake and put it outside Marie Antoinette's window. And it's like, look at your friend. It's just not okay. It's horrific. If you're not okay with the system. Yeah, you can't act like exactly disgusting. Like you're just as bad as what you think these people are. I mean, worse, if you're worse, killing and then like uh, you know, it's horrific. Oh so a horrific time for them. So Louis was charged with treason against the French First Republic and was separated from his family and tried in December. He was found guilty by the convention, and on January 15, 1793, by a majority of six votes, he was condemned to death by the guillotine and executed on January 21st, 1793. Because he tried to escape? Because he was king. So they're just like, this is treason against us, against the French people. Because he escapes, they were able to capture him and then imprison him. So he gone. So then a few months later, Marie Antoinette's two children were taken from her. Her daughter escapes to Austria, but they keep her son. And it is just horrific what they do to her son. They keep him in ears distant so she can still hear what they're doing. They physically abuse him. They get him drunk. They abuse him to like make him be against his mother. Like it is what this woman had to go through was horrific. And she's just in prison, like wasting away. So, um, he, she was taken to a cellar and then put on trial and on trial, they tried to, um, they tried to add the charge just cause they were like, we don't think we have enough to like really get her. 
they tried to add incest on there and they tried to say the brother thing because of her son they tried to make up a story oh and they tried to convince her son to go against her mom because they would like abuse him to do that and he did and she goes up and is like to the room basically like mothers like she loses it and is like please have sympathy for me like makes me want to cry like it's horrible and it's like this is the worst thing that you could ever say about me and all apparently all the women were like make it stop like that that has to go off it's too much it's horrible so but they do well this is sad her son ends up um dying from tuberculosis at 10 in the place but everyone and their dog tuberculosis it was just the It'll get you good, It'll man. Get you good. Um, so Marie Antoinette um, was eventually charged with being careless with the treasury. Essentially, that's it. It's just spending too much money and um, moral and sexual degeneration. Oh, oh my! That that was her charges. Disgusting. Right, right. Which again, like she's like, well, I wouldn't even sleep with my my husband for seven years, like, but sure. So she like, says, you guys are me writing dicks all over the place? <laughs> yes. And that, I didn't do that. She didn't do that. And so she says, this is a quote. I was a queen and you took away my crown, a wife and you took away my husband, a mother and you took away my children. My blood only remains. Take it if you wish, but do not make me suffer long. I have chills. Is it? She's also, well, at this point, she's like in her mid thirties now, but it's just, I have chills too. Like she did not deserve this. She did not. So on October 16th, 1793, Marie Antoinette changed from her last black gown because apparently she would just wear a black gown every day because she didn't know which day was her last. And it was like a morning thing um, into a white dress and her hands were bound behind her back and she's put on an open cart um, and driven through town for and it's two hours, basically a two hour drive where the townspeople are all out. Throwing things at her, yelling things at her, and she's just sitting there. And people said that she was just, like, stoic, like, not saying anything. And some people were like, see, she doesn't care. But if she was crying, they would have been like, the poor little rich girl. She can't do anything right. She can't do anything right. So she's just stoic. Um, She is in the middle of town. There is a giant platform with a guillotine, and everyone has come to see her be executed. Um, she climbs up the platform in front of a giant crowd and she climbed a few steps without faltering and hesitating. And she accidentally stepped on the executioner's foot. Her last words and um, the documentary, I quoted it because it said the last words she spoke seemed to encapsulate everything she had experienced from the day she had arrived in France to this terrible final moment. She said, pardon me, sir. I did not do it on purpose when she stepped on his foot. And it was like those were her last words. And that truly just encapsulates everything. She was a 14-year-old girl. She didn't know. And that's so sad that she felt like she had to apologize for her last words. Like, because people were, like, always bullying her. Yes. And she just, she st- she probably is like, oh, he's going to think I'm, like, she's about to get a guillotine. And she's like, I'm sorry, I did not do it on purpose. So Marie Antoinette was guillotined at 12.15 on October 16th, 1793. The executioner then grabbed her head and held it up against in front of the crowd and everyone cheered. And um, that's Marie Antoinette. <laughs> it's so devastating. It's really sad. 
Because it's like, not like she was this amazing person for the world, and but she, I think what she was doing was pretty, like... It was the exact same thing that everyone else had done before her, and that doesn't mean it's right, but it... And that so many kings did before her, that yes. did after, that the Martin, like, she was put in that position. It, it's sad because she is the symbol. Like, she just became the symbol, and so she had to be taken down for it. But it's not like she was, she didn't create France's debt. No. She was sure adding to it, but she didn't create it. She didn't do everything that they said. That's really upsetting. It's really upsetting. And th- still today, she is known as this like frivolous queen yep. who hated poor people and like got her head cut off. Damn. It's so sad. Damn. And both of these things can be true. Totally. Like she can be doing wrong, but also herself have been like, cheated and misrepresented yeah and you can also listen to this and be like no i don't like her fuck her but also like did she deserve that end probably not no it like very few people deserve that end truly especially to like have to listen to your kid oh it's horrific the next like no one deserves that no one deserves that a couple people deserve it (laughs) (laughs) in history but that is very true we won't get into it yeah it's for a different time yeah. Um, but wow, I mean, I, I learned, I never knew anything about her besides Let Them Eat Cake and that story I remember in history class of all the women like trying to attack her. The fishwives. Always stood out to me. But no that kidding. was great. So informative. So yeah. fun. Well, thanks. So sad, um, but so fun. I know. Like, I kind of feel like I blacked out throughout all that. But guys, also just go go watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. And now I want to watch the movie. It's amazing. And uh, there's a lot of things that I do think that they actually get pretty historic and they were like upset that it wasn't historically accurate i think it also got a lot of feedback that it didn't focus on the revolution it focused on just leading up to the revolution but it's like but it was telling her story right like she didn't really care about the revolution she didn't even really like know exactly she probably didn't know what the fuck was going on also something i forgot to mention is like during when the revolution started happening louis got super depressed and just like froze and couldn't be in power and she actually did step in and she was like i don't even know what i'm doing but i'm gonna try to like figure this out to get us out of this mess like yeah (sighs) damn i know i feel for her i do too a young girl being like who put me here and why 14 and queen at 19 it's crazy it's very sad everyone send us a picture of what you were doing at 19 years yes because i bet you weren't ruling france (laughs) and we can all just think about that for a second exactly exactly but let us know what you think about her and thank you so much and Uh, all of it and we'll post pictures and Go watch the movie. It will be the movie of the week. Sign up for our oh, newsletter. Yes, yeah, sign up for our newsletter. DM us your email and we will send them out. That goes out every Thursday. Gorgeous. We listened to your guys' feedback, by the we way. Do. And we are going to do... Old Hollywood Month. Old Hollywood Month. We will announce when we're going to do it because we might do a short little break at yes, some point, that's as right. we often do just for a few weeks. So for we'll the holidays. Announce. We'll announce all the good stuff soon. Well, I love you guys. Thanks for hanging. Uh, and y'all... Come back now. Let them eat cake. Oh, wow. Yeah, eat cake. Have the rest of that. All right, I'm going to have a bite of it. Yummy. Don't right, get $16 yeah. from Erwan. Okay. $16. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>